Hello, Disruptors, and welcome back to the 74th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptive Podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. Uh, of course, we have the lovely Ashley Downing with us as well. Hello, everybody. All right. So today, guys, we have a really dope episode for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about the riots that have captivated Minneapolis uh, and the logic behind it, what we kind of, our take on that, uh, what's going on there, but we also have a video from you from Routers uh, talking about like uh, the video showing a lot of graphic content. So let's go ahead and just jump in and we'll comment on the video after. All right, so here we go. Let me blast that volume for you. Protesters poured onto the street in Minneapolis on Tuesday night, expressing outrage over the death of an unarmed black man who was suffocated to death by a police officer. The victim was George Floyd from Minneapolis. His death was caught on video Monday, showing a police officer kneeling on Floyd's neck. Minneapolis Police Chief Madario Arredondo said the officer knelt on Floyd for five minutes until he suffocated to death. In Chicago, a protest was also held on Tuesday, and Chance the Rapper voiced his solidarity with those grieving. I know there's a lot of people dealing with different kinds of trauma out there. This is a trauma that a lot of us African Americans have to deal with every time. I just, I just want people to understand that we are all humans and that we all feel uh, you know, a sense of danger or rage when situations like this happen. The protest in Minneapolis was held at the site of the incident. Individuals were seen blocking the intersection and later throwing rocks at police. The police then opened tear gas and smoke bombs on the crowd. Meanwhile, four police officers were fired over Floyd's death and Mayor Jacob Frey called the death unjustified and acknowledged that race was a factor in Monday evening's fatal encounter. I thought that last part was really interesting. What part? About the mayor mentioning how race was a factor. He thinks that race was only a factor in the killing of George Floyd. Right? Really Go figure. Interesting. I mean, like, what other, uh, think about it, dude. Like, what other reason could it be, you know, like? Well, it's pure ignorance for him to even make that comment. The, the cop that killed George Floyd literally had his knee on uh, Floyd's neck for, like, you heard in the video itself, uh, five minutes, right? Um, and that's over 500 pounds of pressure, you know? Uh, the, like the dude was big, so like, the, and of course, it ended up killing him, as we all know. So uh, that that's just uh, completely ignorant um, of the situation. Um, but I think it's really dope that the mayor has uh, signed on and like agreed with the the argument behind the racism mm -hmm. with the police department. That's clearly evident, been evident. Uh, time and time again, uh, we're seeing these black people being killed. Like we mentioned in our last video, uh, this isn't unique to uh, Mr. Floyd, of course. It affected Eric Garner in a very similar situation. Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland. Uh, Michael Brown. Farlando Castile, Michael Brown. Uh, the name goes Ahmaud Aubrey. 
uh, you you name it. So um, it's uh, almost to me really um, like the amount of names that we just said, and then the fact that we could could think of more, and there's still more that we wouldn't have thought of. I mean, I it's it's just. I'm so happy that people are finally really, and like people in the spotlight are, are really saying something about this, like the mayor signing on. And he actually, we were talking about this earlier, called for those people to be fired on those police officers, um, which they were. Um, and I think that that also says a lot, um, hopefully, because, you know, with the other situations, the officers were put on administrative leave, there was some sort of investigation. Um, but with this, it was like an automatic they were fired. Um, and I think that in a lot of the situations, it's been very, they really tiptoed around the, the idea that maybe possibly the officer did something according to code or something, you know, and with Eric Gardner, with Ahmad Aubrey, well, with Ahmad Aubrey, that wasn't, you know, he wasn't stopped, but it was former law enforcement, sadly. Um, but you have these situations where people kind of still stand behind the officer. And it seems like in this situation, nobody really is. So that is positive to me. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, there's a lot of positives within this. And I'm so glad you kind of bring that subject line up because another great positive about this is just like the amount of people coming out and realizing how profound of a situation this is and kind of using this as a catalyst yeah. to push other issues, issues of inequality, um, uh, more than just racism, and w which is the point uh, of bringing that up. So I think that's a really good thing that's coming up as well. Uh, and I think- Well, like, and they're bringing up race more, not just police brutality, you know, like racism as being a systemic issue. And it's an it's not only a systemic issue, but it's uh, it's an oh, yeah. institutional uh, issue within the police force as well. So like in a lot of institutions, definitely. I mean, and it doesn't help that the president himself and his father were investigated in like the '80s or '90s or whatever by like the Department of Justice uh, for not uh, allowing black tenants into their buildings and preferring white people over them. They would like mark their folders with the applicants with like a C for colored uh, oh. or something. And then like uh, that was a code for them to know. And they basically just threw those fucking folders away when they got them. Uh, they got those applications, you know, it was it was really interesting and weird. But I mean, it doesn't help that if we have a president yeah. that like that, you know, and that is fucking racist, you know, and that calls Africans well, shithole countries. Straight up racist. The dude's racist. There's no question. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I mean, I like to think that I followed the news pretty, pretty well. And I haven't heard him really say much about either the Ahmaud Arbery situation or the George Floyd situation. Uh, not, not much as in what he should be saying as a president. That's crazy in and of itself. That's fucking crazy. A president isn't addressing this outrage that is clearly happening within the, like uh, our society but but Bennett, he's so he's so worried about his Twitter being fact checked. <laughs> Don't you know? 
he has other stuff going on. I don't know. Enlighten me. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Enlighten no, that's a completely different. What? Uh, enlighten me and the viewers. Why? What is oh, really? Said? Yeah, do, tell, tell us. Well, basically, he just signed this executive order today. So, you know, w literally, the week of all of this happening, um, that is going to. So basically the whole situation why he's doing this executive order is Twitter started fact checking his tweets and basically commenting a little like um, article link of the accurate information that he is that he improving him wrong basically in his in his tweets. And so he was outraged by this and saying, you know, blah, 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 free speech. Like I could say whatever I want. Well, you are the president and you should probably put out accurate information about, you know, regular day events like a pandemic. Um, but anyways, so he signed this executive order saying that um, limiting the amount of access social media has of um, intervening on your posts. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean like that- His social media is clearly more important to him than human lives. Exactly, so that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like the dude is like talking about like, uh, once again, his ego is coming out, you know? Uh, he's more focused on himself and like the issues of how like people are like uh, perceiving him and whatever, rather than addressing and meeting the moment, you know? He didn't, mm -hmm. he didn't meet the moment with COVID. He's not meeting the moment with these race issues that are coming around in his uh, during his time. He's not meeting the moment with the economic issues that are also coming around this time. Uh, like the dude, is, I mean, he's a he's a shitty leader, but as shitty as a leader as he is, I'm pretty sure he's gonna get reelected. I hate to say, it, whatever. Well, I can't <laughs> believe. Yeah, like just getting back to this whole situation, I just can't believe that he hasn't said something about this not even just I mean we're in such a this two of these incidences have happened where unarmed black men have literally been recorded being murdered I mean and the president of the United States doesn't want to say anything about it I think that that's a very profound thing um a profound statement that he's saying doing by saying nothing I think it's also notable for the audience to know that President Obama did, in fact, comment on this, uh, on these killings when he was president, you know? Oh, uh, of course, yeah. Even if uh, the results didn't always come out the way we wanted, he at least talked about it. And he, he respected the subject enough to bring it to national attention and give it the presidential attention like it deserves. Because it is the race issue in this country is something that ha is ingrained in like the fabric of our society. Like it, it's like something that weighs us all down. It's in the back of all of our heads. We all know it, we all know it exists, um, but it's something that uh, like, it's like a taboo issue. No one really wants to talk about the core issues. People like uh, conservatives want to blame everything on like black people not having dads. Like that's racist, like and stereotypical. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, at the same time, like your crime bills and like all your uh, policing and all that shit has caused that those issues to come as well uh, to even make that an issue or for make that an, even an argument for you. Mm -hmm. um, 
but well and i hope that this whole situation and it seems like this whole situation is really opening people's eyes um and kind of like what i had mentioned in yesterday's episode um you know i was hoping that because we are in the middle of a pandemic and more people are home and you know not working hopefully they're being more attentive and I think they are. Uh, people are really taking to social media. I've seen posts of people protesting by themselves, um, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, people in big, you know, Chicago, we just saw one. There's also going to be one on Saturday. I'm super excited to go. It's like a car, a caravan protest. Um, and it's just like, I think that this is something that hopefully gains a lot of momentum. And I really urge all of you guys, our viewers, our listeners, um, look it up wherever you guys are at, you know, find a protest in your guys' area. I'm sure even if you're not in a big city, they, there will be something, some kind of organizing going on. Absolutely. And I think this is a great point to kind of bring up. Um, and I want to mention uh, Sean King and bring him up because Sean King is an, is an authority. If you don't already know him, uh, he's on like every social media platform. I usually see him on like Facebook and Instagram myself. Um, but he talks a lot about like race issues and he is an authority on this as well. So like um, for this, he uh, posted earlier today uh, a help, uh, a line, a phone number that you can call. I'm going to tell you it right now. I called earlier myself. It's 612-324-4499. Uh, that number is, uh, if you call that number, you'll hear Sean King's voice and he's going to guide you through uh, what happened basically, give you a brief little summary and then give you phone numbers to call. Uh, so, and it, they, uh, they will connect you uh, right away to those numbers. So, uh, just as long as you call the number, do what it says, you will do your part, uh, in this fight for justice for his family. Um, and for hold on. What is this though? I'm, I'm, I don't know what this is. So he just explains uh, like what happened to George Floyd. No, the, well, the, it is something that happens during the call. It's like the first thing that happens, but the point of the call is for it to be like an automatic direct, uh, like directory to like other people, you know, uh, to like those, oh. those critical people, like the mayor's office, like the district attorney's office, like shit like that. So people that you can call exactly. and tell them that you're exactly. outraged and you exactly. want to change. Exactly. That's like the best thing ever. Go Sean King. Yeah. So uh, if you don't follow him already, definitely do so. So shout out to you. Uh, kudos for that. And um, yeah, so definitely use that as a resource among others. Uh, like I said, I did so earlier today. Um, but I'll, I think it's a great place to end up unless or wrap up unless you have anything else to mention about this. No. Yeah. Get out there, guys. Black Lives Matter. Let's, let's let them know. Yes, definitely. Um, I think... Uh, I just want to uh, wrap up with like this little side note. Uh, I think that the the riots, as uh, even though they've kind of taken a violent turn in some areas of the protests, of course, like the majority of the people that go are nonviolent, but there are riots breaking out as well, of course, right? Um, I think that they are necessary for change. As much as we don't like that or we don't want to hear that, um, it's something that has to happen for the people that are empowered, the oligarchs, to get scared, to start to notice, and to start taking us more seriously. 
Uh, and that's usually when in cases like this that it does happen. Like people are actually taking to the streets. They're not caring about the global pandemic that's going on. They are willing to go out and just say enough is enough. The system is, they're clearly uh, aware of the system being completely rigged against them. The, the courts let uh, almost all the cops go, like almost none of them get indicted. Zimmerman got away, um, Pantaleo got away. Um, I'm sure uh, th this cop, we'll, we'll see what happens with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he also got out of it as well. Like it, it's just bullshit. It's bullshit and it, it's beyond time that this happens. Um, and I hope you all Absolutely. are open-minded to the ugliness that is social change. And even though it looks a little ugly on the outside with all like the burning and destruction or whatever, know that it's the foundation and the beginnings of a new, a new time, a new, a new outlook on life, a new perspective in America. Um, and I think that's what we should be striving for. Not necessarily like to make that the case, but to provide a more equal society uh, where we recognize them, we feel, we feel them and understand that everything that's going on with, uh, within the black community and stuff. So, and of course, stop all the killings as well. Uh, so I kind of ranted a little longer than I wanted to. But, uh, my bad. <laughs> but a little longer than a side note. But uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening and, uh, and watching this video if you are watching. Uh, and we will see you on the next episode. So thanks again. Bye, guys.